Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to the program. Last segment today. I want to play a little cleanup. Uh, we covered some things and half covered a few other things. I want to make sure that everything I told you we're going to talk about, we're going to get through today. Uh, this one is from the office of Senator Mike Lee. We talked about him today and we uh, heard from him uh, last night on Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news and this morning uh, with Dave and Debbie. But in the midst of all of that, he put out a, a press release on a totally different matter. And I prefaced this in the last segment. I'll do so again now briefly. I uh, am a dad now. I have a, a little baby. She's two months old. She laughed for the first time yesterday. And uh, the reason why that's relevant, uh, she's two months old. If three months or four months ago I had been presented by, with this bill here by Senator Mike Lee, I would have said, eh, no, maybe we'll talk about another topic. Is uh, what's, he, what's he say about Iran? Let's focus on that. Uh, but this one today caught my eye because I see things now a little bit differently. I'm a dad. Let me, uh, and, I, and I hate doing this, too, just walking through a, a press release. Uh, you know, I just want to, I don't want to just spoon feed you this type of stuff. I'd like to break it down a little bit. But uh, I am going to tell you exactly what uh, the senator had to say about this. He recently introduced uh, something called the Parental Accessibility Rights for Emergency and Negligent Treatment, Negligent Treatment Act. And also, in addition to that, the Parental Right to Know Act. This pair of bills, uh, he's designed it to ensure that parents have access to uh, the policies regarding the care and medical records of their children from the hospitals and organizations that use taxpayer funding. You see, there's uh, the members of Congress are restrained in some uh, fashion, and this uh, issue that is being raised by the senator, Senator Lee, uh, is going to deal with medical institutions, hospitals uh, that come from uh, taxpayer funds. He says, quote, parents play the most important role in caring for the health of their children. And this part is what struck me. It is critical, because I have a child myself, it is critical that they have information about the policies of the health organizations to which they bring their children for care and that they have the ability to access their medical records. These bills will ensure that parents are afforded the right to remain informed and involved in their children's care. The senator claims that current law lacks transparency about parental rights regarding both the suspension of care and access to medical records. He softened his language there, and I'm going to explain to you what suspension of care means. That is when either uh, due to circumstance or finances, uh, the hospital is no longer willing or able to, uh, to, to continue the care of your child. That can result in death. The senator is tackling this issue. He claims that current law uh, lacks transparency about parental rights regarding both the suspension of care as well as the access to medical records 
from institutions that use uh, CHIP and Medicaid funds. So that's the, the federally funded nexus. He's, his piece of legislation addresses uh, areas that accept, or institutions rather, that accept CHIP and Medicaid funds. The result of this lack of transparency, according to the senator, has been that some children have stopped receiving care without the consent of their parents. And in some cases, uh, that's resulted in death and that uh, these parents uh, as well have been denied access to their children's medical records. Now, uh, I've spent a few minutes describing what this is. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much on it uh, because I I want you to look it up yourself. Uh, I will tell you, though, that the bill is co-sponsored by a a good senator from Missouri, Josh Hawley. His name in the news most recently because he uh, introduced a measure. I forget the bill number. Uh, I used to be good about memorizing bill numbers, but he not too long ago introduced a bill uh, which would have uh, essentially voided this whole impeachment thing. So that's why you recognize that name. In addition to him, James Lankford, a gentleman out of uh, Oklahoma, Kevin Kramer, North Dakota, and Mike Braun from Indiana have all joined along with uh, uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee in introducing these bills regarding parental rights. The reason I bring that up uh, is because in the face of all of the attention being paid to Mike Lee, you know, he came out of the Senate hearing yesterday. Uh, he was very dissatisfied, displeased. Uh, he felt that the justification was lacking. It wasn't enough for him. Uh, and he felt that he was not given the time uh, due uh, as, a, as a United States senator. That's all one thing. But these members of Congress, they... They have so many areas uh, where they need to focus their time and attention that it's difficult sometimes uh, to, to, for everything to get the attention that it's due. And I believe this one does uh, deserve some of your attention. Listen, I have run out of time. The, the, to, on tomorrow's program, I'm going to tell you a few things coming up tomorrow, uh, some good stuff. Facebook has ceased uh, or I'm sorry, Facebook has made it known that they will be allowing political ads on their social media platform. Twitter, you learned not too long ago, is getting out of the business of political advertising. And it was Mark Zuckerberg, he's the Facebook guy, uh, rich too, right? Really rich? Uh, lives in California. Um, they made a movie about him. Uh, Eisenberg played him. He said that Facebook will, in fact, uh, remain in the business of political ads. And he's received a lot of criticism uh, for that. And I don't think it's warranted. And let me tell you very briefly, I got about two minutes to, to get this point out of my little brain. I'll try to elaborate on more, uh, elaborate on it more tomorrow. But my thought is this. I am okay with political ads running on social media. I was a little disappointed, in fact, when uh, Twitter decided to get out of the business. And why is that? Because, you know, Twitter and Facebook, those are private things. Those are private companies uh, brought up by private citizens. And, uh, and we... I think, have a responsibility uh, to sort out uh, for ourselves what is real and what is fake when it comes to the things that we stumble into on the Internet. Facebook and Twitter, they're just, they're just websites. And how long has it been that, uh, that your grandma and your grandpa and your friends and maybe even the professors at school uh, roll their eyes when you uh, tell them, oh, but I learned on the Internet. This is, Facebook, it's just another Internet website. We need to take responsibility ourselves uh, for looking into these things. We cannot let ourselves be so influenced uh, by the, the shared thing from the troll account that makes the outrageous claim uh, about uh, President Trump is going to do this or that, or if you think back to the Obama days uh, that he was going to come around and confiscate all your guns. How about this one? The text messages went out saying that uh, you were, you'd been drafted. You're off to World War III. We need to take a little bit of responsibility. And it's not, I, I know we have busy lives. There's a lot going on. Uh, but there are areas where we can go and find reliable information. I hope 
uh, arrogantly that you consider this program one such sort. But but I, I wouldn't invite you to rely on it entirely. When it comes to legislation uh, at the federal or the state level, you know, the, the federal government and the state government maintain sites where you can read every single word of legislative text. It's difficult. It's complicated. It's written in legalese. But the answers are there and you can find them. And there are ways that you can understand what's going on. When you see uh, the comments of one politician or the other uh, interpreted by a news outlet, you know, with a few extra clicks and clacks on the keyboard, you can find the actual quote. Don't rely on the talking head on any one of these 24-hour news networks to tell you their interpretation of what's been said. You can find out what has actually been said. Make your way over to the website of the newsmaker. How about call the newsmaker's office? Ask them what they mean. And what does this have to do with Facebook and allowing political ads? Well, the great criticism is that there will be deception in these ads. But I'm telling you that there is a way to overcome that deception if you be faced with uh, such the case. Anyway, so that's my little rant. We're going to go into this in a little more depth tomorrow because Mark Zuckerberg has made some comments. Uh, I'm out of time. That's been it for today's episode of Live Mike. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio.